Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Terry N. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, December 12th, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the Big Book on page XI, starting with the third paragraph, the second edition added, reading through four paragraphs, ending with, can work for me too. Comments on all paragraphs. Today's readers are the 12 steps, Laura M, 12 traditions, Diane G. The readers of the text are Rachel W, Hoodie R, and Madeline R. Our newcomer greeter is Leon B, and our host for the second hour is Rebecca B. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no opinion on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Laura M. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning, am I heard? Yes, you are. Thank you. Here are the steps we took, as a, as, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other, other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you, Laura M. Now I will ask Diane G. to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning, everyone. This is Diane G. from New Hampshire. Very grateful to be here this morning. The 12 traditions, number one, our common welfare should come first. 
personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, our Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other media of commun- and public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Diane G. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page XI, starting with the second edition added through four paragraphs, ending with, can work for me too, comments on all, and I will now ask Rachel W. to begin reading. Thank you so much, Terry. This is Rachel W., Recovered Compulsive Overeater calling from New York. The second edition added the appendices, the 12 traditions, and the directions for getting in touch with AA, but the chief change was in the section of personal stories, which was expanded to reflect the fellowship's growth. Bill's story, Dr. Bob's nightmare, and one other personal history from the first edition were retained intact. There were, there, three were edited, and one of these was retitled. New versions of two stories were written, With new titles, 30 completely new stories were added, and the story section was divided into three parts under the same headings that are used now. 
in the third edition, part one, Pioneers of AA, was left unchanged. Nine of the stories in part two, they stopped in time, were carried over from the second edition. Eight new stories were added. In part three, they lost nearly all. Eight stories were retained. Five new ones were added. This fourth edition includes the 12 concepts for world service and revises the three sections of personal stories as follows. One new story has been added to part one, and two that originally appeared in part three have been repositioned there. Six stories have been deleted. Six of the stories in part two have been carried over. Eleven new ones have been added and eleven taken out. Part three now includes 12 new stories. Eight were removed in addition to the two that were transferred to part one. All changes made over the years in the big book, AA members' fond nickname for this volume, have been present the current membership of alcoholics more alcoholics. If you have a drinking problem, I hope that you may pause in reading one of the 42 personal stories and think, yes, that happened to me, or more important, yes, I felt like that, or most important, yes, I believe this program can work for me too. <clears throat> and thank you so much for um, your service, Terry, and Team Wednesday, and I'm so grateful that I read this section. Um, just the idea, I think what's really hitting home for me in this section is the idea of a story, that every single person has a personal story. And I think sometimes, I know for myself, I can get caught up in looking at other people and how they're doing it and what they're doing. And that's, that, that, yeah, there is a place for that. And we, need, we do need guidance and sponsorship. But in the end, this is really just a personal journey. And each of us has a story. And I know my story on this line started with me with donut crumbs on my chin, listening to all of you talk about abstinence and me thinking, wow, they really have a point there. And, and if you're out there even binging right now, you know, your story is important. Every single part of it, the darkest moments of binging, you know, those are the places that we came out of. And it's a mir very miraculous transformation. Um, these steps work and, you know, the commonality of all these stories, you know, yes, I have that problem too, but another commonality and the most important one is that these people took the steps and they were transformed. So it's about having that, for me, it's about having that personal journey. It's about knowing that my story is important, that I think every single person's story is important. And, um, and we have to remember that and, uh, and that it's valuable and that we don't go through this alone. And I'll pass with that. Thank you for allowing me to share and do service. Thank you so much, Rachel W. Okay, um, now's the time that we open it up. And remember, I'm new at this, and please go slow and say your name once, and I'll get everybody down. Who would like to share? Siobhan Matt M. Siobhan, Matt. Okay, you don't have to go that slow. Who else? Anna Was that Anna? Lauren N. Lauren N. Did I get an Anna in there? That was Janice. Janice. Oh, got it. Thank you. <laughs> Janice. Janice. PM. Thank you. Janice. Melissa. Melissa C. Melissa C. I know your voice. Chrissy Laura M. G. Chrissy G. Okay. And who was that? Was that Laura M? Yes. Yes. Okay. Donna G. Okay, we got it. Uh, all right, I'll add you, Donna, but we're done now. <laughs> okay. 
Siobhan, I don't know your last initial, Matt M, Janice PM, Laura N, or Lauren N, Melissa C, Chrissy G, Laura, I don't have your last initial, and Donna G. Okay, Siobhan, start us off. Hi, um, may I be heard? Yes. Okay, um, good morning, family. My name is Siobhan C., and um, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful to everyone, everyone who does service to make this meeting possible, which is where I got my recoveredness in five days. So um, what jumped out for me was the sentence that all changes. This is the last paragraph on page XII in the preface of the fourth edition. You just joined. And the first sentence is all changes made over the years in the big book. And it reminds us that's just a nickname have had the same purpose to, rep, I'm sorry, wait, and then to force forward, uh, to reach to reach more alcoholics, so to reach more suffering individuals. So everything we do is about reaching others. And and um, and I'm just reminded that, you know, of, of that, that I really have two primary purposes. One is to stay abstinent, for, abstinent which for me is to, is to not take one bite more than I physically need to satiate my physical, purely physical hunger. Because I can, I can get really crafty and start being like, you know, I went to Food Addicts Anonymous before I went to this, uh, Visions, and, you know, they weigh, and, oh, it's six ounces of this, you know, and I'll eat if I'm not hungry because I just want it. I see the prize if I don't eat what I'm entitled to. So I, that's my personal definition. I just want to make that clear for newcomers that everyone is entitled to have their own definition of absence, and that happens to just be my personal one. Um, and then also what, what jumps out is the last sentence where it says, yes, um, you know, if you have a drinking problem or you, if you have, like, here an eating problem, we hope the last sentence, this is the last sentence on XII in the preface of the fourth edition, um, if you have a, an eating problem, we hope that you may pause in reading one of these stories and say, yes, that happened to me, or more importantly, I felt like that, or more importantly, yes, I believe this program can work. So it's really about this identification because why would I even want to read this? I'm tired of hearing nutritionalists tell me blah, blah, blah. I know all the stuff, you know, eat this carb, eat that. I, I knew it was, a, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it on my own. And I wasn't, I wasn't interested in listening to another nutritionist, another fad diet, another thing that I'd failed at. I want to know, I wanted to hear from an eater who ate like me, who had been locked up on two fifty one fifties, you know, over pepperoni pizza resentments like me, who had gone to jail in the psych ward, had to a mugshot in Whole Foods for stealing cheese, who was a food felon like me. I needed to hear from a real eater, one who, who was, you know, maybe living a double life like me, practicing attorney, but food felon. I'm a food felon. So, you know, I should be doing a hard time, but I got, you know, by the grace of the amends, I got forgiven. And now, you know, I'm in, I can be of service to others. And so I really, that was really important to me. And also it reminds me when we share, you know, even if our stories are different, there's that one person who's going to hear and say, oh my God, I'm a food felon too. Oh my God, you know, like, can I talk to you after the meeting and find out how did you recover from food felony and to service? And how did you become, go from selfishness to selflessness? And how did it happen for you in five days? Oh my God, I thought it took like a year. I thought we had to read the whole book and, and talk. Thank you. Thank you so much. Matt M., you're up, followed by Janice P.M. Good morning, Matt. Thanks. Thank you very much. Here I am. Good morning, everyone. This is Madam Compulsive Our Eater from New Jersey. You know, I like that food felon. Uh, if, if driving while and being intoxicated with food was if that was an offense, I would have been fined countless times. My story is unique unto me. I've been in the room since 2007, and I wish I could say I've been recovered that long, but I haven't. 
I've done horrible things trying to gain weight, lose weight, and um, I've, I've even basically done things. To, the things I've done to get food have been, uh, oh, deplorable. But you know what? My stories are unique to me, and just this is personal stories that, that people attest to. Um, I, I relate to them, especially tightrope about the gay man who had multiple lives, who was leading multiple um, who had multiple groups of friends, who was lying to everybody, including himself, about what he really was and who he really was, his identity, sexual identity, and everything else under the sun. And, um, yeah, I didn't know who I was for the longest time, even in the rooms. You know, I was sponsoring absently. I was sponsoring when I was in relapse. I was in relapse, out of relapse, gained over 100 pounds back and forth, lost over 100 pounds. You know, and uh, I've been back and forth through this process, and I'm finally starting to get, like, you know what? I'm a person just like everybody else. I might be on the boat on the bus, but what, I, what I've gone through is unique unto me. And I, I do have a story to say, And um, but there's a difference. And I have humility. I have more humility about it now. I don't feel like I have to, like, you know, sensationalize it. It is what it is. And things happen to me the way they were supposed to happen in order for me to get here to where I am today, and I'm grateful for that. I don't have to they rethink this or overthink this too much. I just have to realize, you know, um, I have I have the ability to get well, and with my higher powers' help, I have the ability to stay well. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Matt M. Janice PM, you're up, followed by Laura or Lauren N. Well, good morning to you, Terry N., and welcome to the workforce. This is Janice PM, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. This whole preface is, is, is really amazing. It's tell, it's, we, we've mentioned it yesterday about the historical account of this fellowship, of the growth of the fellowship. And, um, yeah, we were just talking about the recovery program the other day, which is the 12 steps for personal recovery. But then it's talking about the chief change was in the section. Well, first of all, it said, you know, we, we have the 12 steps, for personal recovery. That's for you and I. And then after, you know, in this second edition, they had to, they they wrote, um, thank God, the 12 traditions. And that was for the group, you know, for our group so that we won't kill each other or be everybody be the boss. You see how well it runs here at A Vision for You because we abide by the 12 traditions. And then, of course, we see how the the concepts on the other page, you know, a lot of people don't know what that is, but it's on. Um, it's mentioned on the next page. But if you want to, you read it on page 574, and that's for the world service. That's for the service end, for the for the business end of the fellowship. But what what the most purpose the purpose of this is to I relate to these stories. I I I mean. For a long time, I never read the stories, and a lot of people start with the stories, but I never read the stories. But after being recovered, I read them, and each one of them tells their story with their problem, what they what they were like, what happened, and how they're like now. And when we see the results in the stories, um, we, we see that they found a power, and we see that they have carried the message, whether they were the first one in Ohio or, the, or whatever state from New York. Uh, they were first because they opened up meetings, and they started, and they they gave a message. And, you know, a vision for you. This group could do the same thing. You know, there could be authors and people that write the story from when it began, 
and how it how it started, but it always started with a with a recovered person, because that's the only way we can really carry the message if uh, we want any transformation. So it's talking about you know if you if the condition is if you're if you are having trouble, you know, and uh, you're trying to find your own way, read one of these stories and join us. Because you're going to see, you're going to relate to those stories, you're going to relate to this program, especially this group. It would be interesting if we wrote a story, um, and uh, we would see the same thing. So, you know, history repeats itself. So if we relate to our powerlessness, and we found a power, and we can carry this message, mm, it's a miracle. It's a working thing. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Janice. PM. Next up is Laura or Lauren. You do please correct me, followed by Melissa C. Good morning. This is Lauren N. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Very wonderful to hear a new voice on the leadership line. Uh, This is Lauren N., compulsive overeater, sugar addict from New York. Wow, these, I, first of all, I'm so proud to be in this program with you all and so grateful for all I hear on this line every day. And every time I tr- unmute my phone, I can't remember a word that I'm trying to think that I should say. So God, just let me say what I need to say today or what you need me to say today. Thank God. I listen and learn so much from this book every time we read through it and all the wonderful things I hear, the stories, they, I heard them over the years and thought, wow, maybe this could be me. Maybe the, yes, I can learn something from this book. This book has a message that I can really benefit from. And now I get to tell my story over and over again when I work with my sponsees and sponsors in, and hear it talk to, hear, it, hear others share it with me, how incredible it is to hear my story told in other people's words and voices. I'm so grateful for all I've learned from everybody here because I have learned to surrender my food and surrender and not live in denial and thank God because I am recovered today because of this program. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. And excuse me, we'll now have Melissa C. followed by Chrissy G. Melissa. Hi, good morning, Terry. Thank you so much for your service. Um, good morning, everyone. It's Melissa C. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. And, you know, I just love those last couple of lines, you know, that, yeah, this, you know, that we hope that these stories, you know, are helpful, that you could read it and say, you know, yeah, this happened to me, you know, that we I can identify with the actual occurrences, you know, and, and I felt like this. Yeah, I can identify with the emotion, and and that I believe this can work for me. So there's the there's the piece of hope, 
you know, if I can identify with the the worst stories that people have told and I can identify with the ways that they have felt and then I get a chance to look at them and hear them and see that they're not doing those things anymore and they're not feeling that way anymore, That's that was like the greatest gift. There was so much hope there. Um, you know, and I, I remember like one of my first meetings I went to, um, you know, and somebody was very specific in telling their story in that way. Um, you know, what happened to them, how they felt, and how they recovered. And I remember, you know, um, thinking, oh, my God, you mean, you know, I heard someone online today talk about a food selling. That That is, yeah, I heard someone talk about stealing candy. And this woman looked beautiful to me. She looked respectable, you know, put together. Um, yeah, of course, thin, because that for me was always what I was after. But beyond that, she didn't look like a food thief. And when I heard her tell my, my story, um, there was tremendous hope for me there. And, and so, you know, that's the purpose of our stories. And so the stories in the book might, might have to be um, added or revised or, you know, some taken out so that we can continue to um, be able to have what people can identify with. And so when I tell people my story and, and share it's it's not so that I can um, gain their sympathy. It's not like, oh, my God, you poor thing, um, or so that I can feel so great. But it's so that I can be useful. And then for me, there's been tremendous peace. And um, that's not me. I don't know if my time is up, if that's the sound I'm hearing. But um, there's tremendous peace in, in, in letting go of my particular Thank you, Melissa C. This I'm is assuming Chrissy you G. finished. I, oh, okay. Oh. Sorry. Go ahead, Chrissy G. Oh, followed sorry. by Laura. <laughs> okay. No problem. Very, very efficient here. <laughs> um, this is Chrissy G. Recovered compulsive overeater and anorexic from New York, and um, it's it's it was so helpful for me in the beginning to be able to hear myself in other people's stories because you know part part of of the denial is that I'm different, you know, sure, you know, you might, you might look like me and you might say similar things to what I say, but you're, you have to be different. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the worst of the worst, you know, cause that's the ego. Like either I'm the worst of the worst or the best of the best. And I'm not like everybody else, you know, there's just something about, not being like everybody else that makes makes us um, be able to continue on doing the things that we did do because we make excuses and we rationalize. We say we're I'm different, you know. That might work for you, but it's not going to work for me. It keeps me in my d- disease, and I'm a really, really strong believer of the disease being. Um, just having a personality all its own and being stronger 
than we are, especially in the early days. And it's just a matter of, like the 12 and 12 says about the chink in the armor. I love that. I love that part because that's what it is when you talk to someone who's in denial or who floats in and out of denial because we have many people like that. And I was like that, you know, yes, I have this. And by the evening, I didn't have it, you know, this disease. And, and when, when we, what we are, our weapons against that denial are our story. You know, it's like the truth. It's the truth. You just bombard people with the truth over and over and over and over again. And and it just works its way into their hearts and minds and gives them the power to resist one one temptation and then grow stronger. And and what I've noticed is when that when we're able to resist temptation for whatever it is that's our drug of choice or the thing that we usually go to for uh, ease and comfort, that we get stronger, our spirit gets stronger, and the disease gets weaker. So it's, you know, this is, this is powerful, this book and these stories and our own stories. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Chrissy G. Laura, you're up next, followed by Donna G. Hello again. This is Laura M. from Missouri. Am I heard? Yes. I'm a compulsive overeater in Missouri, grateful to be walking in recovery with each of you day by day. What I um, really appreciate about this particular passage is it tells me two really, really important aspects of this 12-step program. It talks about the, I guess, maybe institutional stability, Um, you know, how through all the various reprintings, what has remained the same. And it gives me that, that there's the consistency and the stability of what this program is and what it has been since the 1930s. And then it also tells me about that the story is built on personal stories. And that is equally as important to me because, you know, before today, you know, yesterday and the day before and a year ago, I didn't, I, I had a story, but my story didn't have any bit of recovery in it. And I really couldn't even necessarily understand where I was going to find recovery. All I could do was listen to your stories and read the stories in the book. The very first time I walked into an OA meeting was, oh, like three or four years ago. And I, I didn't identify with anybody, and I personally wasn't in the right place. And I, I think I went to two meetings, and I didn't identify, and I didn't hear, I, I didn't hear a healthy message. At least that's not what I heard. And so I walked away. And... When the timing was right, I had in my life, real flesh and blood, someone walking their personal story, somebody who I watched their transformation, and I heard their personal story, and I could, that gave me hope because it was a personal story, and it was that personal story 
of a dear friend of mine here in Missouri that that's what brought me back to OA. And I stepped into my first vision meeting uh, about a year ago, right, where the book was restarting. And I heard the stories here and I could identify. And that 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 became my promise. That became my program in the beginning. Um, I hadn't really read much of the book. I didn't have a sponsor, but I had stories. And I knew that if it could happen for you, it could happen for me. And yes, I saw where I was like that. I did those things. No, I didn't do all the same things, but I did enough of those things to identify in and know that um, I can walk that path. I can take those steps. I can have that promise, those promises that we, that we do have from this program. And um, the other thing I wanted to just share was, Time. you know, this meeting is, consumes my six days a week. And so my seventh day, my Saturday, I devote to reading those stories in the back so that I um, get a piece of that consistency. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much for bringing me into the meeting today. Thank you, Laura M. Our next up, we have Donna T. Can I be heard? Yes. Okay. This is Donna G. Um, I'm a compulsive overeater from Pennsylvania. And um, this is my first time um, sharing with a vision for you. I am a newcomer um, in the room as well as to a vision for you. And um, I have gotten a sponsor. And um, I was talking with her last night, and um, her first assignment for me was to read the doctor's opinion because I shared with her that I'm not really sure if I'm a compulsive overeater. Well, needless to say, between um, reading the doctor's opinion as well as listening, listening to Harlan G. talk about it, um, in, a, in a recording from a vision for you, I am definitely, definitely sure I'm a compulsive overeater. And, um, and it's interesting because it's this, I've been listening every day for the last two weeks. I mean, it is your stories um, that have brought me to this realization. And... I just wanted I just wanted to share that this morning and encourage all of you to continue doing that um, because it does it does open a person up when they hear um, stories. I I'm a person who's always loved autobiographies. It's, it's, I prefer reading them over novels. I just have always been drawn to stories, people's stories, real life stories, and. Um, for some reason, coming in, it's probably because I didn't read the book, big book, and it's probably because I didn't give it enough of a chance, but coming into OA in the past, here and there, a couple meetings here and there, it, it didn't, it did, I, you know, I, I didn't connect with it. It didn't, it didn't resonate for me. Um, as Harlan said in his <laughs> recording, I'm out of options. I, I, I've exhausted all options, and so I am ready. I am ready, and I am um, so grateful for all of you telling your stories because it really, in it, I remembered things that I had forgotten. I remembered, uh, you know, conveniently forgotten times that I um, 
long periods of my life where I binged um, endlessly um, that I didn't even re- I couldn't even remember until people started telling their stories. The food felon. I just remembered this morning when I was a child uh, stealing from the store, stealing, knowing you know I was raised not to steal and and knowing it was wrong, stealing from the from the local store. So. Thank you for your stories. I, I really appreciate it. Um, and just one last thing. We're all storytellers. And I, you know, there's a song called Storyteller that I just love. And, and I think it's for a reason that, you know, um, we're all here and we're all storytellers. Um, and, you know, there's a reason we're being drawn to share our stories with others. And I just thank all of you for doing so. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Donna G. Okay. So if you hopped on late, you didn't hear where we are. We're on page XI, starting with the third paragraph, the second edition added, reading through four paragraphs, ending with can work for me too. And now I'll take some more people who would like, oh, would like to share. Nancy Craig, yeah. Kim Nancy J. Craig F. Nancy G. Stop. Oh, Kim M. Stop. Barbara E. Wow. Anne Marie okay, M. Got, okay. I don't know if anybody can hear me, but I said stop. <laughs> Russ M, Nancy P, Craig F, Kim G, and I'm going to stop there because I don't know who else said their name, and I'm not sure how much time we have, so we'll pick up after that if there's time left. So, Russ M, please go ahead. Good morning. Can I be heard? Yes. Doing a great job, Terry. Keep it going. <laughs> You're doing spectacular. Russ M. We cover compulsive overeater outside of Philly. Good morning, everyone. Um, so, you know, as I was dealing with this, this, this sickness that, you know, I, this illness I didn't really realize I had, you know, all my, my smarts, you know, that I knew in nutrition and health and wellness, all 20 years of study didn't help me. You know, L.A. weight loss, Nutrisystem, this one, restricting. All these different things didn't change me. Nothing hit me to my core. But what did was was a podcast, a special edition that I didn't realize was a special edition at the time. Hit me. And look, it was it was hard and right. My my one of my favorite people on the earth. This man, what he said in his story hit me to my core. To my core. That day I knew I was sick and I needed help. And it was the impetus to me to get into this this beautiful program. You know, it wasn't the big book. Uh, you know, it wasn't the doctor's opinion that did it. It was someone's story that got me to the doctor's opinion. Someone's 12 steps that got me to this program. And, you know, those stories are very special to me because I identify. And that's, you know, that's what that's saying in that paragraph. Those people, their lives were wrecked, but God restored them. God restored them. And that's like our responsibility in a way in this program. Yes, to work the steps, get free from the food, put, you know, take ourselves out of it, but also to help someone else. That's, the, that's where those stories become like true to people by giving to others and serving one another. So it, it's just beautiful when it, when, when all these things come together, it ain't great that Big Book has everything you need. Everything, everything's in there. Everything's in there 
to have a have a simple, joyful life. So thanks for thanks for letting me share. And Tara, keep up the good work. You're doing great. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, Ross M. Next up is Nancy P, followed by Craig F, I believe. Hi, this is Nancy P. Can I be heard? Yes. Hi, thanks for letting me share. Yeah, what I um you know I was just telling somebody um, that I work with actually the other day that I had for decades, I've been in this program since 1971, and um, I was just a young girl when I joined because um, my mother joined in 1966. So I grew up with OA in my home, so I had no reason not to, you know, drink the Kool-Aid, but I didn't. And... um, you know, part of it, I think, was, you know, I didn't want to do what my mother did. I, you know, so she, God bless her, she let me go to Weight Watchers and Diet Workshop and all the rest of it and starve myself or whatever I was going to do. And um, she never said a word. She supported me. And um, I remember, um, you know, one time somebody said, oh, my God, what did your mother say to you to make you do it? My daughter weighs 300 pounds. And I said, my mother kept her mouth shut. And that's what you should do. Not that I should have even said that, but, um, you know, I just felt like I never got it ever, ever, ever um, until vision. And my sponsor was completely clinical about it. She, it, we have like a business relationship and um, we're friendly and cordial, but we know what's what. And the currency that I used to pay her was honesty and willingness. And um, my surrender was quite violent. It was sort of like, you know, down on your knees, blindfold, handcuffed behind your back, and a gun to the back of your head. Do you surrender now, Nancy? And I was forced to. I didn't want to because, you know, there might be something else that would work. And all these decades I said resentfully to myself, how come her and not me? And I was jealous and angry, and I had no friends. And, um, you know, I went through this course of study, and it worked finally. And the graduate program is working with other people. That's where I'm getting my master's degree. And just last night I was reading with a sponsee, Bill's story. And, you know, it talked about, you know, your own conception, you know, God personal to you. And I realized that's exactly what I have. I don't have to, you know, worry that I am not getting it. I have what I need, exactly what I need. And um, I don't have to model my program after anybody else's over you know on anybody else's and um that i can't tell you the relief you know because when i see see so and so and she's got great recovery and i'm mine doesn't look like that that is not you know that's not where i want to be and you know the payoff as i've said before is if abstinence was all that i ever got that would have been more than enough but i got that's just the beginning. I mean, that's not even the beginning. That's like the exhaust from working the steps is abstinence. Like that's just, you know, I mean, not to make light of it, but, you know, everything else. Talk about being rocketed into the fourth dimension. Thank you. Um, Yeah. The most precious thing that I have is fellowship. And and thank you, everybody who calls me and supports me. With that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Nancy P. Craig F., you're up, followed by Kim G. Thank you. This is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I uh, uh, went through a period of relapse uh, many times, but 
particularly right around the time that they went from the third edition to the fourth edition, I was out. And I came back in, and somebody had screwed with my big book. And, you know, I it <laughs> I, I probably should put this on a resentment list. I, I, I never have. But, uh, you know, for God's sake, they, they changed the title of my favorite chapter. You know, no longer was it my favorite story. No longer was it Dr. Alcoholic Addict. Now it was the acceptance chapter. How dare they? You know, how dare they mess with this book? And, you know, it, it's, it was all it was tantamount to messing with the Bible. You know, uh, for God's sakes, why why would you do that? It was a perfect book, but here's how perfect it was. I, I, I was in relapse. You know, and my uh, uh, you know, you can study this book. You can study any book, you can memorize the book, and you can still go and eat, you know? And the fact is that that as much as I want to think that, uh, you know, that I identified in, uh, if I truly identified in, had I truly accepted my powerlessness over food, had I uh, truly understood how... Um, honest I needed to be, how I needed to get down to the to to the causes and conditions, how I needed to 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 work these steps. Had I truly surrendered myself to this process, um it, it wouldn't matter, would it? You know, I had a, a sponsor once I I was going to uh, prior to that I was going to to a lot of meetings because I was going through something personal in my and the, the solution I knew was uh go to meetings, right? And 90 and 90, you know, boy, how many times did I do more than 90 and 90 um, looking for looking for relief? And uh, my uh, my sponsor asked me how the meeting I went to last night was, and I said, uh, I said, oh, they had a terrible speaker. You know, the guy, he stayed drunk for an hour, and uh, at the very end, he said, uh, and then I quit drinking, and, and basically, I don't remember exactly, but you know, I quit drinking and uh, life was uh, 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 got great. The the sun came out. There was rainbows in the skies, unicorns in the backyard, and the flowers were blooming and and and, and set down. I mean, it, it, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but you know, um, I, I said I didn't want to hear that. And 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 the sponsor pointed out something to me that it's real important, and that is that no matter how bad the story is, no matter how it doesn't follow perfect form, there's something I need to learn from it or I wouldn't be sitting in that chair. You know, it, it may simply be I don't want that kind of sobriety. I don't want that kind of abstinence. I want to live happily. Hi. It may. It, thank you. It, it, it's hard to say whatever it is, but there's something I can learn from everybody's story. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Craig F. Kim G., you're up. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G, a recovered compulsive reader from South Jersey. And I have to smile every time I read, read this part. And it's basically because of what Craig said. You know, I came into Overeaters Anonymous in 94. And I remember switching from that third edition to the fourth edition and in a panic because the acceptance prayer went from page 449 or four, to 417. Like that would change anything. You know, I've been in the same home group for, for over 20 years. And you know, before I recovered, the, the, the format was that we would read for 20 minutes in the back of the book any story, and then we talk about our day, and we complain about 
um, you know, our dead cat, and it would be like a soap opera. What had happened to Sally since last week when we had the meeting? We skipped over the directions. So what is these changes about? The changes are about the changes in the fellowship, wanting to be more inclusive, to help identification. You know, one of the gifts of this specific Healthy Overeaters Anonymous meeting, A Vision for You, is that I get to speak to people all over the world. And I found out that, you know, if you pick up a big book in, in certain countries in South America, the stories in the back are totally different because they want people in Brazil to identify in with people from Brazil, not people from America. You know, I have sponsees that have to translate the big book into their language to help their sponsees. It's amazing. And they're not translating the stories. They're translating the directions in the front of the book. So what has changed is about identification. But once we identify, the solution is, has never needed to change. It's the same for everyone. So what is that solution? Do I have the problem? That's the doctor's opinion through more about alcoholism. Do I have this allergy? If I do, it's arrested through abstinence, total abstinence, entire abstinence, which needs to be done first. And do I have this mental twist? which is removed through the practice of the rest of the, the steps in the directions. So what are those directions? Steps 2 through 11 are we agnostics through into action. I have a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps. And then I study the, the um, chapter to, uh, 12, step 12, how to carry the message in working with others. And then the second part of, this, of step 12 is practicing these principles in all my affairs, which I learned through to the wives through a vision for you. And I just want to say, I languished in this disease for many years, reading just the stories in the back, complaining about my day, complaining about my life, hearing other people do the same. When I recovered was when I got to that point where it said, yes, I believe this program can work for me too. And then I did the directions. And I was taught that doing step work wasn't reading the steps in the meeting or agreeing with the steps but doing the steps, which meant I had to open up the first part of the book and do what it told me to do. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Kim G. It looks like we have enough time for two, two-and-a-half-minute shares. So who would like to share? Nancy R. Joe A. Larry? Who was after Nancy R.? Joe A. Joe A. There we go. Okay. Nancy R., you're up. Oh, and thank you. Thank you for your service. And my name is Nancy R. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive reader. Uh, I got a copy of the first edition of the big book. And when I read it, I was, uh, I was amazed at the stories. And I could readily see the need for editing and for changing uh, some of the changes that were made in the second third and fourth edition, and I see the corollary between that and my life. You know, as the fellowship grew and as they became more experienced with the recovery process and as time changed, there was a need for revision. And my higher power is doing the same thing for me in my life. Um, I'm constantly being changed. I'm growing. That's what it is. And there have been revisions in my life. I'm certainly not the same compulsive reader that uh, walked into the rooms so many, many years ago. And I, uh, uh, even in recovery, I continue to grow. So I'm being revised. 
So uh, the good news is, as, as has been stated over and over again, the, the instructions, the instructions for change have not been revised. They are the same as the original uh, ones that were given by, I believe, by God to uh, the first 100. So uh, the, the stories today are certainly relatable to, our, to the time that we live in. And I'm sure as, you know, in the next century, uh, there'll be more revisions. And as someone told me uh, years ago in the program, as we see in the program, more is revealed. And more has been revealed to me. I'm so grateful. Thank you for letting me share. And thanks to everyone who shared today. I get a lot from this program uh, vision. I mean, I get a lot from this meeting. I get a lot from this meeting. OE has saved my life. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Nancy R. Joe A., you are up. Hi, this is Joan. I'm calling from Cleveland. And I really like that um, I'm being revised. I'll have to remember that. Um, I walked into the rooms in uh, 1979, and it was the third edition of the big book. And, of course, that's the only two pieces of literature that we really had was the AA uh, 12 and 12 in the big book. And um, I am uh, not proud to say that I have never read the stories in the back of the book. I did study the front of the book, which is what kept me in the rooms. And uh, when I discovered a vision for you about three years ago, I was so grateful to know that it was a big book study. Um, uh, when I walked into that room, um, uh, however, I will say that um, since the beginning of this year, uh, 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 a small network of my friends um, here are studying the big book and are reading the stories, and it's like amazing, you know, to finally in the fourth edition be reading the stories. And I will go back to my third edition and uh, read the, the ones that were um, left out. Um, but when I walked into the rooms for the first time, um, um, uh, the the person who was giving her story, she and I were hundreds of pounds apart from one another, and um, but our stories were the same, so I knew I was in the right place. And in 1979, um, the fellowship. Um, was only 19 years old, and it had already existed here in Cleveland for several years. And, um, uh, you know, I was not one of the newcomers. However, the program was, you know, relatively young. And I appreciated what um, Janice said earlier, that uh, we need to record that history. You know, and um, as an inner group, I know that I had suggested it a long time ago, several years ago, because um, our, our people are dying. I was 30, and some of those folks are not a lot around anymore, the, the ones who started the fellowship in Cleveland. And uh, I think it's important to record that history. And as part of um, OA's 12-step within today, my intent is to get in contact with some of the um, old-timers who are no longer coming to the meetings and ask them if they would write down their story. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Joan R. A. Sorry. <laughs> Perfect timing. We will all thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, December 12th, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 12,291. That's 12291. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. 
Will Hoodie R please read 164? Our book is meant to be suggested. Thank you so much. This is Hoodie R, a recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we, we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of you as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.